0: FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello. Hello. Hello, friends. Lovers, friends, friends and lovers. Welcome to episode two, Top Chef, AfterBuzz, All Stars, season 17, A Taste of the Gordons. As a reminder, we are the Gordons. This just in case you forgot. Uh, this is Dave. He didn't think about the fact that putting an entire thing of curry on flatbread makes it an Indian nacho. <laughs> Thank you.
1: And this is Anne. And since the last episode, she's taken to eating full coffee beans right out of the bag. That's so, where we're at. So that's the thing that's happening now in our house.
0: I legit ate coffee beans this morning. Several. It was needed. It's
1: the fridge press takes too long. It's trying
0: times, everyone guys hi we're here to talk about episode two episode two all-stars i was thinking about this too season seven we've watched 17 seasons of the show
1: 16 change yeah
0: there's not a lot of shows that have had this long staying power and have not really changed and i mean that in the best possible way
1: yeah a lot of shows right? yeah they have to change format
0: yeah to keep, or they
1: get... or to keep people interested but this yeah. is just you know
0: and this is only the second all-stars season they had that like master's thing and they haven't like resorted to doing all the all-stars, like our beloved Rue that we love. Yeah. Does too many all-stars.
1: They've done some that we haven't really watched. They've done the masters. I think they did a kid version. But I feel like maybe. they're not the same. Like no, the true is- top chef has
0: stayed. This was an episode, guys. Um, really quick, housekeeping. Please subscribe to this channel. Please like our video. Uh, this is a market research person. I feel like I told you that last time. So he's already um really getting into how many thumbs up versus how many thumbs down we have from the last episode. It's good, but don't break his mathematical. We heart. could
1: get that net promoter score up, though.
0: No one knows what that means.
1: <laughs> I know. <Okay. laughs>
0: so we're gonna get right into this episode. This episode is called "The Jonathan Gold Standard." What does that mean? Who is Jonathan Gold? Please.
1: Jonathan Gold um, is probably the most influential food critic um, in LA. Yeah. So he passed away. I think it was last year. It was last year. Um, and I've always, you know, You're I'm. Might have been the year before. We talked about this last time. I'm new to LA, and for someone who doesn't come from LA, the, the, the food scene here is very underrated, highly underrated, and disparaged by many. Um, new York,
0: San Francisco, I'm looking at you.
1: Jonathan Gold really was the only food critic that broke out outside of LA and yeah. sort of had a national or even international reputation. Yeah, um, and they, they they get a lot into this in, in the episode. But part of the reason is he just loved food so much, brought him so much passion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he wrote critics um, or reviews excuse me he was a critic when he wrote reviews um he didn't talk negatively about any of the experiences um he was he was he kept everything positive and he was an incredible writer yeah um and he brought the food to life in a way that other other critics can't do that and he wasn't snobby and he wasn't snobby about where he'd go right yeah he he was always looking for the genuine version of everything, That the, the food that you could taste, the love. Yeah. Um, and That didn't matter if it came from a food truck. He went to the far reaches of the city. He mm-hmm. went um, places
0: people didn't think of as food destinations at all. No one would go to Alhambra for Chinese food. They'd be like, what does that mean? And he's like, where is the most authentic place I can go? Where is the place where the people are really cooking it, not in a pretentious way, in a real way? So that is the food trucks. That is the, like, strip malls in you know the sprawl of la and he'd go there and find the best of those like the thai place like you know the asian place that they went to first the chinese place they Mm -hmm. went to first like you would not walk by and be like oh this place delightful let's go here right so he changed he changed their lives he changed his owner's lives too he's like truly a champion of small business even though he did the big restaurants too and he did republic and all the fancy ones
1: Sure, and so he put, uh, to me, and I think for a lot of people, he put the L.A. food scene on the map. Totally. Again, in the process of moving and and learning about the food scene here, he was sort of my number one resource. Um, And some of the restaurants, or several of the restaurants they featured on the show, we had been to, um, which is exciting, including Republic, which was the last date that we had before our second child was born. Just really, if you think about it, our last
0: date. So.
1: it's Our last date. (laughs)
0: He just turned
1: one. Over a year.
0: We've had dates, but like... Our last date as parents of one human, and then really, it just becomes exponentially expensive to go out. Republic is amazing. Republic is in Charlie Chaplin's old house on La Brea. It makes no sense. It's crazy. He bought the house for his mom, and it was like a church before. It's crazy. It's got a crazy story. The food is insane.
1: Some of the best bread, some of the best pastries in the world. Yeah. Um, Also, just amazing, amazing food.
0: Nancy Silverton used to own it with her ex-husband. Thomas Keller. Who was her ex-husband? Oh, boy. The internet will tell us. Um, I'm just looking over there. Anyway. Anyway. We're going to get into it. Ex. What's-his-butt? Mark Peel. Yes. So they, anyway. Long story, guys. Okay, here's what we're going to talk about. The episode was called The Jonathan Gold Standard. What dish, the taste of the episode, what dish does this episode remind you of and why?
1: Um, to me, I would say maybe a ramen, maybe a pho. Um, Pho-sha? There was a lot of soups yeah. on this episode, yeah. 14 contestants left, maybe six that featured a soup or a broth of some sort. Yeah. Um, and you know- Do you feel like the, that's
0: lazy? Was there like condescending tone in there or no?
1: No, I think soup is one of the best forms of food. Sandwiches as a category, probably the best. Soup is probably right below that. So you can never have too many soups.
0: You do love sandwiches.
1: Yeah. I mean- You love soup. Every culture soups. has amazing soups. Anyway, yeah they went and visited restaurants that were some of his favorites that were on his last guide to LA eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had to create dishes that inspired them. So um, he was a huge fan of, of tasting the foods of of every region from mm-hmm. every culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the types of places they visit. And that's the types of food that we saw. And a lot of that was soup and it looked delicious.
0: And a lot of it was, I mean, obviously global, but it was very like Asian leaning. I feel like a lot of Thai, Chinese, Filipino, There was sushi, right? It was like fast. They were like in and out of the sushi place because they had to like crunch a
1: bunch of stuff together. They crammed a lot in there.
0: My answer to what I would say, what dish does this episode remind me of, is a cheat because it's not a dish. I would say this episode reminds me of Grand Central Market in downtown LA, which is this old market that now is this hipster market that is all of these different places smushed together, like smorgasbord in Brooklyn. This episode did give you a really nice overview of LA a really amazing tribute to John the Gold. And it gave you what you want as a top fan, which is what I wanted to happen in the first episode, but it doesn't always happen that way. Is each chef, it's their own dish. They're not on a team and they get to show us what they're about, right? So they it gave them structure. Like yeah, it's it about the, what you're going to taste. And they always do this at the end too, when it's like you've been on this journey and you're more invested in these three are cooking the meal of their lives. That's like their sure. thing. And they do that, I guess I would say like a beat right before the end too, when there's like maybe five of them. But like, this is, this is the challenge that we want and deserve in the words of Nancy Silverton from the last episode is this is what we need to see because these are all top chefs who are you know, returning people. We kind of have an idea of a fair amount of them, what they're about, some we don't. I then of course was thinking of what would mustache Joe have cooked? Something great, probably. It would have been he
1: would have made amazing We're pasta. I'm very sad
0: still about mustache Joe.
1: Yeah. His his he made pasta last week that sent him home. There was time yeah. constraints. He would have had more time. He would have made yeah. an the
0: amazing. wet clams on the wet bread. Sent oh, him but home. in the
1: in the quick in oh, the, the quick uh, fire was that. Uh, yeah yeah missing and uh, challenge. But yeah. he would have made an amazing pasta because he's an amazing Italian chef. I know. Yeah.
0: Anyway, R.I.P. mustache Joe, we really love you. Um so this is what we wanted. We wanted to see their food.
1: Yeah, this gave them an excuse to make their food because they were able to use any dish yes. as an inspiration. Yes. And there were so many different types of restaurants they visited. It covered all their different cuisines.
0: So do you think that the chefs like an Eric or like, I guess, even a Karen who always sort of have a go-to or mustache show like would have, do you think that, can you make a blanket statement and say those kind of chefs do better or worse on the show than the ones who are a little switch more in between kind of thinking of Angela, which as we saw did not work out really, but like. Spoiler Spoiler alert. Stephanie, too. Like, if you were like, what does Stephanie make? I'd be like, oh no, good
1: food. I think it depends. Yeah. I think that, you Wait, know. Sorry,
0: well, let's drink our wine
1: too. Oh, yes. Compliments of.
0: This evening's wine comes to you from Fox and 7200. No, they're not sponsoring it. I just wish they would. They might be soon. You never know. This is a Santa Ynez winery that I love. This is a wine glass in my hand, but this wine is from a Santa Ana's winery and it's
1: we, subs- we, we, we were members of their wine club all the years that we lived in New York.
0: Yeah, and then we moved back here and I was like, we don't have to be members now we live here. We're gonna go there. And then there was a pandemic, we're here in
1: our house, so
0: it's fine. We're here to talk about food yeah, and escapism. Exactly.
1: So, oh, so the, the question just real quickly. Yeah, I'm just curious. Um, whether or not if you have one really big strength can carry you through, mm-hmm. I think you need to have- like a thing. Demonstrate enough, skills that can help you with challenges that take you totally outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. uh that being said all of these chefs for the most part have you know extensive training and you know they've worked in the best restaurants in the world so they've all found their voice and they all have their own type of cuisine um, but most of them are pretty capable of putting out a good dish regardless of yeah. what the challenge is um, so it's a that was a roundabout way of not answering your question and i think i did a great I don't job don't have an
0: answer either so yeah. that's perfect
1: so the structure of this episode, and we
0: usually just this piece of hair, we're gonna ignore it. The structure of this episode usually you get the quickfire, and then we can get like a warm up, and then also whatever happens in the quickfire ends up sort of counting into the elimination. So I feel like you are sort of a little bit at a loss because this was this episode, the end of last episode was your next challenge starts now, which then I was like that's mean, but was sort of a misdirect. It wasn't, yes, it started, but it was really like drive around the city, have the best food ever for the day. Do you think they didn't all go to all of them though?
1: no they so they each
0: went to three different ones yeah
1: like. so they each got to go to a different part of the city. this ahead. is basically replacing our quick fire challenge right which was uh a little bit disappointing that's my favorite part of the show the quick fire is your I favorite love the part quick fire yeah to me really? yeah just because i'm always curious to see what it's they like can a hurdle yeah it's just fun it doesn't really impact the outcome of the show no but it does though a little bit they get they get a bonus they get a let talk about this yeah um but this replaced the quick fire. So yeah, they each broke up and went to different neighborhoods. So there's three or four of them. And they went to the east side, which is where where, where we are, mm-hmm. which is from a food standpoint, is, is our personal favorite. That's basically why we live here. Yeah. Um they went to Hollywood, they went downtown, they went to the Well, website. I went
0: not live here because you don't like sand. Hate sand, yeah.
1: So it's also gross. stays with you forever. It's
0: not gross. The guest judge was Ruth Reichel. Reichel, am I saying her name right? Rachel? She's great. Sounds great. She right. was Jonathan Gold's. One of his best buds, his boss at Gourmet Magazine, she's a good critic. She's an amazing author herself. And then um, they the, the challenge is serve your dish. This is where it sucks because it's like, it doesn't suck, not be negative, but- Maybe stink is a dish. better word. It's a little stinky. Yeah. Like a fine, like a fine, like the stinky cheese man. Yeah. If, children's book reference, if you finally get to make, not finally, it's episode two, you get to make your dish that's like your thing, but you have to serve it to 200 people, puts a lot of guardrails on it. How it's served, how much time is going to go into doing the small plates, how it looks on a small plate because you're not really serving a dish it's the, like whatever
1: sure, and it has to hold up in that setting so you can't exactly really chewy make the it, and dish they same. kind of reference that, yeah,
0: and as a reminder, I got to be one of those people that got a two hundred person thing, and it is like you kind of like see them and they've made they've had to make like the cafeteria tray of it rather than like the thing of it, and that was a big difference for me seeing who was just doling you out like a like a spoonful and who was making a thing each time
1: Had a, they were slower put together a finished product yeah each
0: time. Oh, and then, yeah and more individualized like some people literally just slopped me out a thing yeah two varying levels of success and some of them which were, ironically
1: it turns out in a way you're sort of a judge yes correct and so they, well, they asked they, us what we thought they really blew it because they should have been, you know. Oh, I'm yeah, like a secret critic. They should have been, exactly. They should have been plating yours a little bit extra, especially for Padma. They didn't know. Or for Tom. And I didn't or know. Or even Gail.
0: Here we are. So, okay. Really quick. They do their exploring. Let's just like do a brief little snark. This is like, we we do this dirty martini section, the, what were we calling it? The like, the kind of the gossip of the show. It's not only gossip, it's more just us doing commentary. Again, I work in reality TV, you know TV. We just love the plugs where they're just like unbridled. We don't care. Now use your BMW X7s to cover as much ground as you can.
1: That one made me cringe a little.
0: They do cringe. It's almost it. funny because Top Look. Chef just
1: embraces the cringiness. Yeah.
0: You were like, why is there a shot of Better Than bullion? <laughs> it was like, because they paid.
1: I started thinking automatically that one of the chefs was using Better Than Bouillon in their food, which yeah. we use. Sometimes and it's I love it, it's fine, it's great, but that's the type of mistake that usually sends a chef home. And then, a, yeah, you thought it was he, like exactly. Yeah. I thought one of them was taking a shortcut, but no, alas, something that you would never be allowed to use on the show. Interestingly, I know it would get you sent hidden home. Valley Ranch is hidden, Valley Ranch is prominently displayed as a as a plug or as a it's, it's a little bit crazy. Well, it's something that happens. Um. Integration was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I knew what you meant. Yeah, I know you knew, Oh, but I, I had lost the word and I want to share it with everyone.
0: What I was going to say is, and this snark just comes from, I don't know, going on two weeks of captivity, but like there's the show and you're watching the food and it's like the beauty and the yum and all that. And then there's the game of how they construct the episode and the foreshadowing and who they're setting up to lose and who they're really setting up to lose. And sometimes they set someone up and it's not them that's the loser at all. And sometimes it's this episode where it's very clear at least to us who's going home the whole time because they were pretty obvious about it and i realize now we're worried that the foreshadowing was kevin going home but it was kevin winning
1: yeah so anytime they they bring in those personal anecdotes yeah that's 50 50 they're 50/50. either going to win coin toss? Yeah. they're either winning or they're going home
0: yeah they're gonna be in one
1: extreme or the other
0: there's not. still so many people now that no one like our girl leanne got no screen time our my girl Karen got barely any screen time. Larky
1: couldn't squeeze his way on screen. He
0: got a couple good zingers, couple, couple yeah. and he got yeah. like his weirdo. They moment. scaled
1: him back a lot, though.
0: Just the That's weirdo, weirdo so moment weird. though, where he was serving yeah. Gail and Padma, and it was like he was just yeah. squeezing out, and they and were that the,
1: I mean, what the hell is that with the splatter marks everywhere and his fermented egg on top of his? Oh, that egg
0: made me laugh. Yeah, that, that was some weird stuff. Anywho, if you have a reality show bingo card, which we're talking about. In our yeah, spare we time, have, all of our spare time. We have it up here in our head. We want to make them, but they hit three in a row, which was the voiceover bites when the the one time they all were in the kitchen at their house and talking and having their decompression. This is again, you know, right as we, before we get into the actual cooking of the show, someone said, I didn't come back to go home. Which is the all-star version of, come here and make friends. That's in every episode or in every show. And then it was, it's really sinking in that these people are all here to win. Yeah,
1: all of a sudden i have That's competition I wasn't expecting, and then some
0: of us are going to get eliminated for a small mistake, <laughs> and that is how the show works.
1: Yeah, that one is a little has a little bit more nuance to it, but yes, nuances. We're all sure.
0: really good chefs, so no one here is going to, to fuck up.
1: Or yes, that Can the I smallest the smallest mistake I would prefer not, but if it yes. if it happens, it, it really was an happens. accident. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. <clears throat> so. They're in the cars. They're doing their things. We already kind of like talked about it. I do yeah. like how Minnie's in the back of the dad mobile. Yeah. And she's yeah, talking. And yeah. she's like, What's a CD? What are you guys talking about? They go to Alhambra for Chinese food. They get ceviche from Jalisco's Mariscos. Marisco's Jalisco's. Delicious. Yeah. So this is. You had takeout. Like you had, it was brought to us and it had been sitting for a while.
1: Yeah. I want you to reconsider. Yeah. It certainly was good. I was expecting it to be the best taco of my life. Yeah. Um, what is the best taco of your life? I, I, I still think, I mean, it's hard to say the best, but Gorilla Tacos is really, really outstanding, which was also featured in the episode. It was, I believe, Jamie's inspiration for his duck mole. Um, you love taco. a mole, this I, guy. Yeah, but- You I have
0: your own Jonathan Gold level, hole in the wall, NorCal Mexican restaurant that blew your mind
1: apart with the mole. The one, oh, oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. In, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess in, in, in San Fernando. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I,
0: San Marco.
1: I thought- it, San something it's outside of it's a it's, you know it's outside of San Francisco mm-hmm. and I tell everyone to go there even though they'll never have the chance San, Mar- San Ramon I don't remember I still think it's with an S I mean it's an F like beyond Marin I knew
0: it was San Rafael is it yeah. San Rafael yes it is, it is. what did north I say city. you said San Francisco San Rafael is north of San Francisco in Marin County yeah, Sorry, uh, Northern California saving. girl up here <laughs> this is Brianna she in the booth by the way for all the people hearing a phantom voice Shout out to Brianna who tells us to wrap it up sometimes, but not yet. We're still going. Okay. So they went to Ethiopian on Fairfax. They went to Republic. Quick note, and maybe y'all know this. In Ethiopian food, when you have that giant platter and all the food, little dumbo, like, you know, I'm saying dumbo. It doesn't like taste emotion. dumbo, but it No, it tastes out. amazing. All the food has kind of been like put out on this giant, what looks like a crepe. It is sourdough. It is amazing. It's like burning sourdough in a good way and you rip off the bread that it's all sitting on and like dip it it's insane so, i do feel like we need to try it i don't think i think you would like it
1: yeah it's one of the uh, this i we shouldn't be talking about this it's one of the f- few cuisines i haven't tried really that, that ethiopia yeah
0: hmm. i thought you said you did have it no. No, no, no you're
1: making me look bad
0: i'm not making it's very <laughs> obscure it who's i only have had ethiopian food because there is a li- place in la called little ethiopia I don't name. feel like most cities have that.
1: Really? Totally exactly it. It's respect. really
0: it. Okay. They do the tour. It was really nice how they did weave in so much junk and gold stuff and how you'd see it at almost every restaurant that he literally, and I said this earlier, but like the people who own these restaurants are just like people who are own one place and are making, not Republic, but like these little ones and they all were basically like, he changed our lives. Right, these mom and pop shops was, that are just
1: you know cooking authentic cuisine that they made. Their grandmothers probably made it. Yeah, Their grandmothers probably still work in the kitchen. For and he, sure. And he brought notoriety to these places and you know Yeah. In many ways. And they
0: all have stayed themselves though too, which is cool. Yeah. Gilata I've been to a lot and I used to live literally down the street from it. And it is totally amazing. And it's like the menu is a notebook and it's like Thai food that you sort of understand. And then you get deeper into it and it's like, no, real Thai food and it's just pages, 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 pages. And it gets it's unreal, like the spice level is crazy. They basically won't let you order certain things because they're like, you can't handle it.
1: Are you from here? No, you can't have this.
0: yeah. yeah that's not All of the things are the whole fishes, and it's crowded and there's a wait, but it's not like, it didn't get glossy and like,
1: uh,
0: it's cool. Let's get into the cooking. Yeah, let's do it. Were you surprised by what people yes. made as
1: a whole? Um, no, Okay. I, I thought that there was, I thought some people played it safe. Yes, And I think Tom hit on this as well. Yes. Some...
0: Tom's kind of like, he didn't yeah. feel good. Yeah. He had a cold. Tom, dad,
1: you know, is... was not
0: there to be like nice coach to this time. He was like. No, but
1: at the same no. time, he is a great, great judge. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. He's... We love him. Gail,
0: we do love Gail.
1: He, he might be the best. Note who
0: we did not mention.
1: Padma. I, we... I just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: that's who I meant. We, so. love, to, I'm not, we love to not love her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's a passion. Yeah. To say it as mm-hmm. nicely as possible. He, he, he always hits the nail on the head. He said that some of these people were inspired by his dishes, which which was the point of the challenge. Right. It's how do you find inspiration in food? And some of them just basically recreated dishes that they well,
0: had, that they knew, but in terms of, which the, is what Eric did. Yeah. And he got trouble. He did something
1: that, yeah. yeah. And he,
0: he was like, this is a like <laughs> a thing. I, I think you get in trouble. Sometimes when you say, this is a dish we do at the restaurant or that I like to do. Cause I feel like they get annoyed with that, even if it's a great cause, dish. Cause so you're like, well, one, it shows a, a lack like of make creativity. Us, yeah, they didn't say make us a dish from your restaurant. Right,
1: And the difference between being a chef and a cook should theoretically be that creativity. Yeah. So if you, yeah. you know, because you're the one that's designing the menu and you're bringing this point of view. So if you just go back to the things that you've been making for years at your restaurant, mm-hmm. that's pretty lame. And that's lame. Yeah, that's lame.
0: Um, one thing I would like to say as we get into talking about what they all made, and this is just, again, I feel like I can, can't caveat caveat enough Possibly just two weeks of um, captivity and feeling crazy. I sort of was wanting a little more drama that I don't feel like I got. Like I think it's because there's so many people now, and there was so like I feel like there wasn't <clears an throat> interpersonal drama or like um, culinary like culinary mess up drama.
1: Yeah. I got neither. Well, I'll say this one: just stress. I'll say this two things to answer both of those points. Yes. One, it's all stars so no interpersonal drama no no well that's for the for the cooking mistakes the major cooking but errors. last time we sure it, with it will happen a fire it will happen but if you're children. doing a regular season where mm-hmm. a lot of the chefs are not up to snuff mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot more basic cooking errors mm-hmm. so that's the first thing so mm-hmm. i think that that makes sense it was and and they treated those errors in the first week as such a big deal because yeah the, the caliber of chef here that should have really happened yeah so that's the first thing. The second thing in terms of the interpersonal drama, I think is exactly, I think you hit on it is what? there's still like 14 chefs left and we have to see the prep for all of them and see all their food. And there's just if not time. Yeah. And when you get down to six, seven, eight yes. contestants yes. and you need to fill the time, that's when they start doing that interpersonal drama. But, yeah. but a lot of these people, because they're all stars, they're all successful. They're in the industry. A lot of them probably know and like each other.
0: That's so true. there's probably that's true. They're not less, strangers who are like, oh, some of them have a team. rivalry. Doesn't Man. seem like it. Like,
1: oh, we both have a Mexican restaurant. Mine is so much better, but you well, got all the good write-ups Ugh.
0: speaking of a rivalry, there was a the Battle of the Tartars.
1: There was a Battle of the Tartars in one corner.
0: I don't eat Tartars, so no. I don't have a lot to a lot I do. Horse in this race. It was Malarkey versus, I believe, one of our favorites, if not our yeah. favorite, Melissa. Yes. We ride for Melissa. Not that against was, Malarkey. like a, I think she's amazing. You she, think
1: she's amazing. She's incredible. I think she's an amazing person. I, did not chef. Know she was to I to think like. we will all she She's not an L.A. chef, but she grew up in L.A.
0: I didn't know she grew up in L.A. Yeah. Neither Plus, did I. Of the tartars, as someone who does not eat them, they I can't explain how much I don't think it's.
1: One of. The, I, how can
0: you eat raw beef? I mean, I eat sushi. If you think
1: about it too much, you might stop. But What's the
0: egg part? It's like, it's like all the danger. Raw meat, raw egg, It's right?
1: Well, yes, but that's, the, that's why it's so important to use good ingredients.
0: I don't get how it would taste, is I guess my question. Why? Good.
1: But what does the egg the, do? Almost, it adds like a bit of a creaminess. It's also a bit of a binding agent. It's binding, agent,
0: creaminess.
1: Well, that's why you add an egg yolk to anything. You add it to a pasta dish. Yeah, but then you cook it. A, no, a lot of times you have a raw egg yolk and, and stuff.
0: Only in the foam yeah. cocktails.
1: The best, one of maybe top five pasta dishes I ever had in my life mm-hmm. was Harold.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, usually season two season, winner. One? No, season one winner. Oh, Elon Musk. Yeah,
1: he had a restaurant in New York and it was only yeah. a few. Yeah, but his first restaurant—I'm yeah. blanking on the name. It was so like we went to. Yeah, we went there. I forget. Barely, it was okay. The restaurant, but he had one amazing. Um, it closed
0: though. Remember, he said yeah. they. Were, he said he was like about to lose his mind. And yeah. they had to
1: close. But amazing pasta dish with the quail egg, and you just mix in the the, egg, the quail yolk. That's okay. It it's in. Smaller. Yeah, it but it adds just like a creaminess that. to it, and it's okay. just a, a little. You know, it's just like, ball. Yeah, it's a little umami sort of, but mostly just the texture thing. Speaking of balls, Silpiness.
0: as a as one of the chosen people, are you offended or delighted by a Masa Ball? <sighs> or do you just are you annoyed by her?
1: No, I think she's I think she's endearing. I she's think, so endearing, and I do I think love she. Has We're talking about of, Nini. I love her. I do think she has a lot of good, clever ideas, and the matzah ball yeah, thing was. I think one she I has one. a.
0: She is like the queen of fresh take.
1: would say? Everybody who is Jewish. Grew up in a house. I'm one of them who had matzo balls during the holidays during Passover. It is Passover season now, by the way. Yes, and we everyone need to figure out how to somehow celebrate them. A matzo ball is not that good. It's sort really of, they're not that good. Huh. But if they're you comforting. eat them from the time that you're yeah. a small child, yeah. exactly, they're comfort food, and so you you associate the ones that you had growing up as the good ones and everyone else is just not that good because mm-hmm. they're not that good so you might as well Schmaltz. come up with like a twist on it and make it better so I'm totally totally into that do you like masa? Um, sure like I think it would work I was worried it wasn't going to stay
0: together yeah, she's a professional chef she, that's her problem she acts like she's not sometimes yeah. but that's her shtick yeah. her like noob shtick wow. um, Filipino short rib you'd eat it Brian's Definitely. dish we're talking about Brian's dish a little bit we were saying it's like a little bit wedding food. I
1: looking? mean, the, the fact of the matter is He's, his inspiration. He plays it safe. Yeah. His inspiration. So I, I'm, a, I'm a, in addition to loving Top Chef, I just love reality TV show. I was one of the first fans of American Idol. Oh my God. He really. loves talking about that. Simon Cowell would always he compare. He knows
0: literally every winner and not winners from basically every season. He also knows everyone who's ever won an Olympic medal, but that's a whole other side thing.
1: This is. Laura's and every picture, baseball player. Many of them. Yeah. Simon Cowell would always perf- um, compare a lot of performances to like a cruise ship performer, like a cruise ship karaoke performance. So that's obviously I know this an, is going. an insult. And yet, Brian Voltaggio decides to use his time on a cruise ship <laughs> to come up with the inspiration for his short-lived dish. He did reference he his time it. on a cruise ship. He did. Yeah. But he stole it from a chef on a cruise ship.
0: I don't think that's and a good idea. to
1: make it his own. So... I mean, I'm thinking this can't work out. It,
0: they, and yet, liked they liked
1: it. He made it to the top.
0: It's unclear why. Execution. Lisa, Lisa made a duck and chili salad situation that does bring us to one of our. <laughs> we have so many of these. We like to do this segment, the tastiest morsel. So like, what was the best zinger or line that someone did? And we'll get to a couple other ones later, but this one is really fits right here. Lisa to Tom. I really wanted the chili to cut through the sweetness. And Tom, do you think you did that? Mm. I mean. And she was like um yes and he was like it was like oh i'm not mad i'm just disappointed <laughs> there's nothing worse than that there's nothing no. worse than tom that's when i was like yeah. well he's he's in a bad mood this episode because yeah, he was sick
1: he was, he was under the weather
0: and you can't yeah tom and spice will get into that later
1: which i think caused padma padma to, i'm calling her
0: pa- padma
1: to scale back um so her her, um, her, her digs were a little underhanded. She had some. Yeah, when she went at Stephanie for the, uh, for the Indian nachos, she said it in such a way where it could have been a compliment, but no, it wasn't. Her face, her face indicated otherwise. She
0: then, to Gail, said, talking about Stephanie's nachos, I would have loved a dot of something. A dollop of something. And she said a dot, which oh, is even weirder to me. Yeah, I would a... have loved a dot of something. And then she goes, anything.
1: You know what we call that? Shade. Padmitude. Oh, that was her. She had yeah. a lot of padmatude. She had a lot of patmatute.
0: I think that she could have applied that to literally anything she ever would put in her mouth. That was the one I have something. Anything. Which I guess is always, yes, she's hosted the show for such a long time, and I know we're just always talking about her because we love to talk about her and just it upon <clears throat> her, but she's not a
1: She did get a cooking show, a couple. She's had a couple, but they were as a result of top what show. What do you mean? She's had a few cooking shows on, like, on her, the Cooking Network.
0: Does she ever, she cooks, is she like ever described it as a just show?
1: in the kitchen, and it's just, you like know. A, like s- they
0: call it a stand and stir.
1: Yeah, it's a, she's had a couple of stand and stirs. Really? Yeah. Makes Indian food. She just talks about, oh. She's really, really good, good at, at maybe that's her
0: thing, that she's really good at making. Because she's not, like, rolling out there and, like, making cocoa bean or something.
1: No. Hmm.
0: I mean, I'm not the chef, so I
1: don't know. She's learned a lot from the show, and she knows yes, what she I likes. And, but,
0: like, Heidi Klum is not making clothes. Correct. She tries. Not really. Yeah. She like helps design things, but she's not like, and now I'm a designer. You sure. know what I mean?
1: But everyone should be a cook.
0: Well, we have become cooks. Yeah, and please. that you always have been. Yeah, we And make- I've learned I can make fried egg sandwiches. And I always knew I could make a pasta cast. Yeah, my
1: top my top chef challenge for pandemic 2020 mm-hmm. would be for we have two kids times. every day at lunch. So there's four of us, three meals, 12 meals a day. I want to stick each of them in a the house. And have them prepare twelve meals. Who? Oh, for them. All the the top chefs. I prepare twelve meals while trying to do a full time job. I do
0: have one. And then we
1: judge how good they are.
0: I would love that because I was told I'm the best cook. You are the best cook of the house today. The house.
1: You
0: are the best cook anyway, but I'm the best baker. I mean,
1: yes. These. I'm gonna eat some now. These are some of the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had in my life. This is not a show about
0: us and what we make, but.
1: For those of you who are are listening and not watching, these are perfectly perfectly baked chocolate chip cookies, some with pecans.
0: It was to keep a toddler busy for 45
1: minutes. Some with just chocolate, not just chocolate chips, really good chocolate chips. Thank you. She creamed the butter and sugar. (laughs) And it was great. Yes, I did.
0: Anywho, um, other food, just to run through really quick. Eric did a scallop thing but made it have an African twist. We'll talk about Angelo. We ended some sort of crudo. Again, our girl got no time.
1: She got no screen time. I don't even really know what her dish was. I
0: don't know what was in
1: it. I'm sure it was fine.
0: Hayashi. Um, We'll talk about Stephanie. Karen did lamb dumplings, but was it a pasta? I mean, a dumpling is a pasta.
1: Yeah, it was a handmade pasta that she used to create a dumpling.
0: And Jamie's duck mole taco. Love Jamie.
1: Yeah, he's he's underrated. I, I mean, I don't think he has a chance to win, but I think he flies Why? under the radar. I, I do think there are other chefs that are better than him, but that are clearly better than him. Mm-hmm. But I think he's solid, and I think he flies he's under delightful. the radar.
0: He's a delightful person. <clears throat> Jen did some sort of veggie stew that I actually kind of wanted to eat, but so annoying. I was
1: surprised she wasn't in the top base on the reactions to the really? judges. Yeah, they really seem to like it.
0: She is such an enigma. She's a weirdo. She gets such good judge reactions, and then is so yeah. sassy, too. It's so confusing um other beef to talk about it and melissa won the too hot for tommy award so not only was he having the issue with uh lisa and her chili but then she did the he got the one bite with the chili that literally and he had a cold. so you know if it affected him that badly i mean he should have been it should have
1: been it should have been helping it should have been helping The too
0: hot for tommy award is the award you do not want to win any episode no definitely not and then she toned it down for when padman cake. For him. when the
1: next set of judges came yeah. It was too spicy for her. Tom. He he's a delicate flower he, and he doesn't like his spicy food. And that's every, so funny to me, though. And every it yes it it doesn't fit his the rest of his personality. Mm-hmm. And every season somebody goes home because they made something too spicy. Well, I
0: thought for a second. I was like, "Oh no." Yeah,
1: but I mean it had an anchovy aioli. It sounded so delicious.
0: It sounded what I, I would say, we should actually do this, is what of these dishes would you want wanted to eat the most? Because mine was Gregory's halibut with tomato broth. He spent so much time smashing those tomatoes with his hands. Yeah, which, is what, which a, is what you do. Which is what I do.
1: But like, I and they said the fish was perfectly cooked. Yeah, so... He's a darling. I feel like I'm getting into a bit of a pattern here, which worries what? me. What? Because I, I don't like him that much. But last um. week... Mm. I said that Kevin's dish was the one I wanted to eat the most. I knew that he butchered the presentation, but it
0: looked horrible from a
1: conceptual idea, that's what I wanted to eat the most, and then oddly enough, because everyone was so focused on making a lot of these different types of Asian flavors mm. and having a lot of similar flavors in their dishes, his actually stood out as being so different is um mm-hmm. that that I wanted to to eat that one the most as well.
0: I'll tell you what I called it, and then I'll tell you what it was actually called. He won by the way. I called it an apple butter meat stack croquette.
1: That's sort of correct. Thank the um, apple butter is exactly like a to place it as a...
0: Roasted pork mushroom and black currant terrine with granny's apple
1: butter. Sure. And the a
0: terrine reminds... What is a terrine?
1: A terrine That's right. typically is taking a bunch of chunks of meat, mostly the parts <laughs> that you can't eat full cuts of, and shoving them together.
0: This is nice, right?
1: Yeah. With, you know, you'll put, depending on the type of terrain it is, you'll, you might have different types of like wine or things to flavor it. Um, so it's a pate? It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's like a chunky pate. That's it's like a country style 100% pate.
0: your dream. That's all you want in your life. Yeah. It's I mean, good things, Italian anything. sandwiches, good Italian food, good Mexican food, and a pate. Yeah. And that's a
1: harp on it, but Republic where, which was the inspiration for his oh, dish. you were going to
0: start talking about Republicans. I was no, like, what?
1: That's not, this is not the podcast. that. No, that's our other podcast.
0: Yeah. He. We don't have another podcast.
1: But Republic is known for their homemade charcuterie program, and that includes like crazy funky terrines.
0: It's like when we and talk they're... about restaurants, I like, just get too sad. It's like we're in jail.
1: But they're all they're all excellent.
0: Just remember the cheese platter? Yeah.
1: Whoa.
0: We're gonna get through this, you guys. Okay. Um there were some people who were not like Kevin, did not do as well. And by some people, wah, wah. I mean Angelo. And by Angelo, I mean why Why are you listening to Jen about flavor? She, Jen is, is shady AF. Yeah, y'all. she's the last She'll person tank. you can possibly try Jen, to trust. What do you think of my broth? What? It needs yeah. what? I'll do it. What are you talking about? She's like, oh boy, it'd be really good if you put like um some goat milk in the tear of a cantaloupe in there. And, oh, I'll do it. That sounds like a great idea. He was, he's too gentle of a soul. He's become a yoga person. He's had a kid. It's not right for him to do this anymore. He's not cutthroat and you have to be cutthroat. All Jen's right. like
1: ironically Next. his downfall so we'll cut to the chase he got sent home this week yeah he he uh created a tuna fish tuna dish tuna fish dish
0: it was a tuna um, fish dish which inspired Ruth Reichel to say
1: that the tuna died in vain now Padma she liked the, <laughs> Padma the was like tuna we are connecting there. on a level I wish I didn't know what
0: happened this is how red my ear is yeah. guys Technically well
1: done. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't quite match the flavor profile of the dish that he was inspired by. He went he leaned very heavily on the turmeric, turmeric, as do you. Turmeric and yes, and actually turmeric has been both of our downfalls this week, ironically. Um, I've been putting it in our hot tea, and my fingers, which I'll spare you and not show you, are like bright orange turmeric stains. It's It's, hasn't been going away.
0: As is your toothbrush.
1: As is my toothbrush. Sorry, sorry. TMI?
0: We're yeah, close. We're, Seems like something we can talk
1: about. We're in a bad way and turmeric is to blame.
0: I'm sorry. Just, am yeah. sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. I do really like Angelo. I don't think he had, this is just like, you know, full, what's it called? Armchair quarterbacking? Sunday morning armchair quarterback in my truck. That's
1: roughly the phrase that people use.
0: That's, he didn't have the fire. I almost feel like you've got people, <clears throat> and you've seen this on a lot of reality shows in general. I will switch over to the thing that bothered me the most of all time on RuPaul when Ben De La Creme literally sent himself home, but that's neither here nor there. Sometimes people get, remember when Bruce, didn't Bruce just get tired? Like, yeah, just he get just flamed out.
1: And he was, he was doing perfectly fine even when he flamed out. I know,
0: but yeah. I think Angelo, I honestly love him. I think he came in, yeah, that's, I could do it. That seems mm-hmm. fun. And then he was like, I
1: don't really want to do I this. mean, they call me.
0: Yeah, literally that.
1: Yeah. And he probably he was like, I could use the exposure. Day. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't looking to do it at this point in his life, probably. This is just me
0: presupposing. So yes, let's talk about the the dangerous dessert course, which is we just sort of talked about a lot of it, but the top three were Nini, Kevin, and Brian. We we've editorialized.
1: I think so. I think Nini was very surprised to was, find herself there. I think it was it was just interesting in the sense that all three of those um what? all three. Uh, well Brian Voltaggio, he's going to skate by based on reputation so i, I don't really include I mean his stuff i'm sure is
0: actually good it just didn't like so sure. innovative but
1: didn't Nene and Kevin It's Nene. Nene and Kevin I'm, you know um, but i say
0: Padma both Padma's struggled Padma's.
1: in the first week Kevin especially so he was in the bottom very very nearly went home and this week he was at the top so that was that was surprising in a good way because again mm-hmm. from a per, from a pure personal standpoint the type of food he makes is right at the Oh, mind. yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: And then it kind of exactly the opposite of what you just said is the losers this week were Angelo, Stephanie, and Eric. The opposite of what you just said. Totally.
1: Yeah. They were, yeah. Uh, Eric was at the top. Stephanie, basically, although well, she didn't technically win, it seems. She was
0: in the, she was the She team, was in the was winning the team. Was Eric it's, on that team too?
1: I don't. Think yeah, so, but knows? they do love You're his. Right they here. do love his dish. It was Gregory,
0: lo- Jamie, and Stephanie last week.
1: Yeah, so I think right, Gregory yeah. was the winner, but Stephanie was not too close. Yeah, too far behind. They yeah. loved her dish as well. So that yeah. was like quite a fall. It's been. It's only two episodes, but there's been a lot of a lot of this. This it is really me right. doing that when rolling with my homies. Oh yes, uh huh. Yeah.
0: You know that movie? It's a, yes, we watched it on honeymoon, and also many other times. Yeah, so if we were gonna say to me, there's the winner, Kevin. The real winner to me is Nini because of her underdog status, being in the top group. And if you're gonna say the real loser, is probably Stephanie,
1: going top to bottom. And again,
0: it's week two. It's just week two, but
1: it is the person who had the biggest fall who's still with us.
0: If we were gonna do a segment called the best pairing, like a fine wine and cheese, these two chefs have the potential to be best buds. Do you think you would know yet in the season who that could be? Or like your dream pairing of two best buds?
1: Who I want to be best buds? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, if I, I would just say Gregory and Melissa. If That's I want what to I was going to be say. Best Because they're sort of gonna... like quiet. They're like the quiet assassins. I was just going to say that. And the two of them could team up and make such a dream team. Yeah. They're both so creative. Yeah. They're both so, so technically sound. They would just be best. And they sort of have similar aesthetics leather jackets. Yeah, I think they would both be in, yeah, I think that they would shop at the same stores. I love them. Um, oh, I would I go to think, their restaurant. I don't know if either of them are looking you. for a relationship, but I think that they would do well together. In oh, you mean ca- dating? Yeah, in that capacity. No, they don't. I don't know the they, answer. Really. No. That's so why I said I don't know. Oh, my God.
0: Um, I would like to talk about the flavor of ne- next week. Do you feel like we covered enough for this week? I feel like we covered it pretty well. Yeah. Union Station is beautiful. Jonathan Gold's wife was so cute. I just, all of that was amazing. And yeah, I didn't think it was like shocking or too dramatic in Judge's Table because we're in episode two. We're like, it's almost a bridge episode. It's like, here's everyone, group, team, blah. And then, and you have no, you're on the beach and no fire. You have fire, you have no tools. This one was make a dish for the thing where there's a lot of people there. Yeah. They all the good who's who's. They had the John Favreau. He loves good. Roy Choi. All sorts of like the, Nancy Silverton's like, I'll be in every episode. It's so convenient for yeah, me. She's
1: like, I don't. I'm a chef, like but I really I? just make a lot of money and yeah. I don't have to cook stuff anymore. She just loves be on TV. She designs salads for tender greens.
0: Oh, okay, but so does, like, <laughs> Chance the Rapper. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was Beats well, Don't Kill
0: My Vibe.
1: That was Chance the Rappers?
0: No, that was Kendrick Lamar, sorry.
1: Really? Yeah. Does Chance the Rapper have one also? I think maybe, but I might be wrong. I'm clear. We're going to do some research and get back to you next week.
0: Uh, Roy Choi, uh, Ludo was there, but he didn't get a line or anything. Michael Chimery, was back. Yeah. The LA crowd, coming in strong. I like it. Um, what do you think is going to happen next week? What is the gist of next week?
1: What are well, your guess? And gonna, what is,
0: are we going to get some drama?
1: Yeah, so basically, here's what's going to happen next week. And I do think there will finally be some drama. Really? Yeah, because what's going to happen is they're going to give them an asinine challenge.
0: Well, you know what the challenge
1: is. Yeah, well, that's what We I'm don't mind. know what the quick bar is. I'm basically saying that I think that the challenge is asinine, which is to be. The, the art one? Yeah, create a dish inspired by the artwork that you see at the Getty. Because you already have Stephanie talking about how the, the the people rendered in the paintings remind her of Tortellini.
0: Women's soft
1: bodies and curves remind me sure. of Tortellini. But my point is also saying someone is going to just you know pooch the pooch the bed kind nope. thing. Pooch the shit the pooch? What it, it's gonna be bad. I don't know what the expression shave the pooch. Something's mm-hmm. gonna happen it's with unclear. the pooch. They're gonna make a really bad dish and they and basically Oh, you think someone's going to tank this? Yeah, but the judges are going to say that you just missed the mark in terms of what the inspiration for the challenge was. Like, your art. dish... You can't tell me. ...doesn't match what we asked. Like, I don't see oh, how it matches the art. yes, you're right. And I'm going to yes. be sitting yes. there exactly. stewing. be like, oh, this is so stupid. Like, the dish was perfectly fine and it tasted fine. It's like, it doesn't have but to that, match the art. Because it is
0: a game. It's not saying I'm at a restaurant and I order this food and it's good or bad because it's a game. Yeah. They're saying... It's art, and you have to get inspired by art. Stephanie actually has a great thing. Yes, tort- I mean, Tortellini, mean, did you see that girl? I know, but
1: when they, when the, the flip side. You get mad side, when they
0: get too hung up on the challenge and not on, and it over.
1: Be, over yeah, because rides. the flip side of the, the flip side of that coin is the person who wins is going to have the best tasting food, and no matter what, they're going to say, oh, they just understood the challenge so they just really, really got the challenge. And it's just no, they had the best food. And then you can you you can make any you can tell any narrative you want once you like the food.
0: Yeah, I agree. So living in captivity, which we probably not probably, which we will also be doing next week. I just want some drama. This is my popcorn. Yeah. I just want a little bit of interpersonal drama, more good food. The Getty's pretty, they'll be a good guest judge.
1: Yeah, I want escapism. I want to laugh, so I yeah. want it like shits Creek. great. <laughs> And then, that's what we're talking about, but yes. No, but then, and then I want the, the, the other thing that I need is someone oh else's drama.
0: I want some, yes. I, so let, I don't, we'd
1: Just, yeah. we'd like
0: some delicious drama.
1: And that's what we're hoping. Yeah. T- tasty morsels of drama. We'll see what happens. We
0: appreciate you joining us now, here, this. Be well, be safe, wash your hands. Uh, subscribe to the channel, give the videos thumbs up, if you will. He'll be counting the ratios, and I'll have to hear about it. And give us five stars, iTunes, do all the things you guys. We love you. We're well, excited for episode three. We're excited to see you next week. We don't know what we'll be eating. Do you have any
1: like social medias?
0: My social media is uh Annabelle Walls on Twitter and Annabelle 8 on Instagram, but it's private, so you won't really be able to see anything. But Twitter. Anyway. I like yeah. to talk about my anxieties about the um pandemic on Twitter if you're into that.
1: Totally different avenue. Chef DG really? hashtag on Instagram. That's I, all your good creations. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty underwhelming. You can find <laughs> us
0: at AfterBuzz.
1: We only remember to do it sometimes. Like sometimes, like one out of thirty.
0: That's true. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, we that's love all. you guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining. Eat well. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs>